Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. I'm Todd Sumney, the Chief Industry Officer for HomeSmart International, and we have a real treat for you today. Uh, another tactic, another tool, some knowledge that you need to apply to your business to help you be a better realtor and to help you help customers buy and sell more homes. Today's topic, we're going to talk about home staging, and we're going to talk about the principles of home staging. We're going to talk about some key tactics and things that you need to know, some key things you could apply to your business. And we're even going to talk about becoming certified or knowledgeable or where you can really learn about home staging, everything you need to know, and how you can kind of engage in that uh, then here at the end of the call. So without any further ado, I want to introduce our guest today. We have Connie and I'm not going to try to say Connie's last name the way she does. She says it so beautiful with such an accent. And I'm going to give you her spelling of her name in a minute. But Connie, could you introduce yourself to our audience here today? Hi, my name is Connie Vidalholm Nilagol. And I'm with the Professional Property Stager Learning Institute. I love it. So the spelling of that is Connie, C-O-N-N-I-E, and then capital N E D E R. G-A-A-R-D. That's right. Is that correct? That's right. All right. And let's pronounce it one more time. Nilego. Nilego. It means lower garden Lower Denmark. garden. I love it. Yes. It's and like if, the lower farm. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, and it's, we were saying Danish? It's Danish. Danish. It's Danish. All yeah. right. That's great. What a background. Um, okay. So, we're going to give you Connie's email address here real quick. Connie at professionalpropertystager.com. That's right. There's also an email address, um, education services at professionalpropertystager.com if you would like that one as well. And a phone number. Are you okay with your phone number? What no phone number do you want yeah. me to give them? Are the 216? Either one is fine. 216-288-9222. Uh, That's right. And that goes into the education services mm -hmm. for professional property stagers, yes. right? or stager.com. Okay, awesome. Well, before we get to some of that, let's talk real quick. Uh, let's talk home staging. Mm -hmm. But um, how did you fall in love with home staging? How did you discover the value of home staging? And why should someone in our audience, a realtor, a real estate agent right now who's listening, why should they care about home staging? Well, I fell in love with uh, property staging while I was waiting for my visa in uh, Dublin, Ohio. And so I always had a passion for real estate and had time to wait, so decided to look into professional property staging. Uh, at the time, uh, the, the key word everybody was using was home staging. And I went to this class, and it was a two-day class for realtors where you got a few tips and tricks. But the third day was where you were really going to learn about property staging and become a property stager. So because I had the time and I was excited about it, my husband said, you know, go ahead and do it. Um, Property staging is a, I like to call it merchandising. Right. When you're selling a property, you need to understand that you need an edge over your competition. And Mr. Smith, you don't have to stage your home, but just know three doors down, they did, and that's your direct competition. So right. it makes a really big difference in your business. And the key takeaways to the consumer is 
fewer days on market, yes. higher uh, home value or a higher price, uh, selling price. Is that right? Yes. We like to call it staged and sold, sell it faster, sell it smarter. Sell it faster, sell it smarter. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so then to the real estate agent, if they have a tracker, track record and if they have knowledge, they can talk about it when they're in that listing appointment. They can. They will introduce a lot of times a homeowner um, will, back in the day, they wouldn't interview three agents. Nowadays, you know, there's knowledge out there, there's the internet, so they know they can interview more than one. And they always ask this question, why should I choose you? What can you do for me that makes you be the one that I want to work with? And staging as a realtor is a really great tool because you'll be able to work a consultation with them. And the nice thing about this consultation is, and this is key, the consultation is called an LMS, LSP, which is a limited service plan. That means you provide the knowledge and the consultation, but it's the homeowners that do the work. Mm -hmm. They need skin in the game. If you go and you do it all and you take your pictures, Two days later, the house doesn't look staged anymore. It's not merchandise for people to come in and fall in love with it. And the longer we can keep somebody in that house, the better chance we have of them buying it. Right. So if they have skin in the game, right. they're going to keep it the way it needs to be. A, right. a really nice product. So you told me a story um, about uh, when you first, you know, staging got your attention mm -hmm. and how you were hired um, in the time of, uh, let's see, you had your real estate license since about 2000, right? Yes. But then somewhere along the way, there was some um, a downturn in the economy. There was. And um, someone came to you with some properties that they needed to move. Yes. And I think you said, and for me, what got my attention about that was it was a high volume of properties. It was like 52 properties or something, right? It was, it was villages. Okay. So I would stage the, all the amenities, two models, and then I would bring in the photographer and models, and we take all the pictures, we get it out into the marketplace, the lease numbers would shoot up, and then they would sell off that property, and then I'd move on to the next one. Right. Right. And I worked with the largest property management company at the time, Aimco Properties. Right. But then the key to me then is that shows that staging really does work. It does. Because prior to that, they the properties were languishing on the market. Uh, obviously, that's not good in some situations, right? So um, uh, home staging does work. So if you were to boil down to talking to an agent, say, in California or an agent in Ohio or mm -hmm. New York right now, who um, they, what are the key principles they need to know about home staging just right out of the gate? Well, first, one of the biggest things for, it doesn't matter um, where you're located, we have a 70-30 rule. So when you live in your home, 70% of your space is filled with your things, 30% of it's vacant. When we go to put it on the market, we reverse that rule. That means 70% of that space needs to be vacant, and only 30% of it needs to have your things in it. You, so give me some examples of that. Like, For, ex for example, um, let's say we're in a living room, mm -hmm. and you have bookcases. And on those bookcases, you have all kinds of stuff and baskets and all that, those goodies. That's one spot where you would 70-30 it. You need a really great traffic flow to draw them into that space. So you've got to configure the furniture in that space 
and imagine that there's more than one person walking through there. There's usually an agent or at least two people. So we need to create that traffic flow. And by doing that, we need to pull out some of the pieces in that space. So those spaces feel bigger and brighter. Another little tip we always tell people is eliminate all the bulbs in the house, remove them and get fresh ones. Get rid of the ones that look like the back end of a piglet because they don't burn as bright. And if we put all new bulbs in, um, they always shine brighter the first time. And you know, as a realtor, uh, you need to turn on the lights when you're having people come through the home and then we end up shutting them behind. So this is another tip when it comes to lights. Uh, in about the early, uh, late, late 70s, the developers, the rules were changed for developers. They didn't have to put ceiling lights in anymore, but they did have to have a switch that attached to one of the outlets. And that outlet was usually inverted. So you knew exactly which one it was. So if you have that knowledge and you walk into a room with a homeowner, you can say to them, oh, you know what? We're gonna stage it this way and make sure we have a lamp attached to that outlet. Because when people come through, if the lights have been shut off and they turn it on, we have instant light in the room. If we don't have that, they look up at the ceiling and they go, oh, it's one of these houses that doesn't have a light in the ceiling. That's going to be an expense for us to get put in place. So it's about in every room pulling out as much equity mm-hmm. that we can and addressing condition. Got it. Right. Okay. So uh, I was once interviewing an agent that was talking about open houses mm-hmm. and they didn't quite get into the topic of staging, but one of the things they were talking about was removing all of the personal items like so many even right down to removing photographs of the families on the walls yes and um in this case the realtor would come in and um because i was like wait a minute i've been in a home before you know where there's 40 pictures on a hallway Mm -hmm. and they're staged and they're like they're just they're set up on the wall in such a way that it really does add this ambience to the home right with personal pictures but they all have personal pictures and so uh in her case she was saying i would leave the pictures like the frames there Mm -hmm. but i would replace the photos that's right and so i'm just asking so you concur yes and so how would how would someone do that and why do they need to do that well you want to take the personality out of the house so if you have pictures of people that are living in the home. Uh, I've had it happen to me. We walk through a property and the, the buyer says, I know them. They got lots of money. They don't need to have it at this price. And they're not there to look at who has that home. They're there to look at the home for themselves. So right. it's about eliminating excuses again for the buyer. So if, if you're on a time constraint and you have this collage of all these picture frames with all the family pictures in it, sometimes we don't have the time to take it all down and, and repair the walls and replace it and paint. So I always recommend fine landscapes or different florals that you know different right. that you can put up and just put them in front of those family images. Right. If you have one that's just off to the right, uh, when you walk into a foyer or any room, if that's a family picture, one of the agents, and I always ask for tips when you come to my class because, you know, this is a community. We should be helping each other and sharing. So one of the agents that came to the class, she says, I usually find a fun map that I can fold up and put in front of that photo so when they walk in, they see the town that they're visiting and it just gives this little, you know, welcome. So there's a lot of great ways to get around it. Um, A lot of times people say depersonalize the home. 
you have to be careful that you don't all of a sudden give it a feeling of a walk-in clinic where right. everything is very sterile. People have to feel and fall in love with the spaces they're wearing. It's just like when you go and try on clothes. Right. If it feels right, you'll buy it. So, um, yeah, that's right. what we do with that. That's great. So, because um, that, that does make sense to me. You're removing those barriers. And there's yeah. so, um, you also have different, you know, just demographics, different age groups, different races, different so religious um, family, items. religious items, everything. So, uh, so I, I, I understand the 70-30, mm-hmm. flip it, 30-70, yeah. open it up. You're going to open it up with light, mm-hmm. right? You're going to depersonalize it, but not make it sterile. That's right. Right? What else? When you have religious items, um, what I teach in my classes, it's we're in this world of real estate. So when you do the consultation, you meet with your clients, we're going to do a no like, and trust three times when we go through the property. If we don't have that, if people don't know what we're going to do there, they don't like what we're telling them, they're not going to trust us and they're not going to move forward. So we get the we get 90% return rates on our consultation reports because they're only six pages long. We're not writing our opinion. It's pretty much laid out. The only place we write in those reports is where we talk about condition because condition's different in every home. So if somebody, you know, you have to honor your your seller's items and things in the home because it still is their home, even right. though we're taking the home, turning it into a house, which becomes a product. Right. But if they have religious items, remove them for pictures, remove them during showings, but allow them to have those things. They still do need to live there. And if you make it impossible for these people, they're just not going to do anything. So you really well. That was one of my questions. Them. Okay, who's doing this? Who's is it? You? Is it the homeowner? It's the homeowner. Is it together? So you're really consulting. Yes, you provide them with a report. Now, why is that important? Why is it important? At one point, you had said to me, the homeowner really needs, needs to get in the game. Yeah, yeah, and and otherwise, three days later, it's going to be like you were never there. That's right. right. So, so talk about that a little bit. Okay, we have this thing called the limited service plan. That's what you're going to learn when you take the course. It's a consultation report, and the limited part means you, the the agent, do a limited amount of the work. It's the homeowner's that do the work. So you provide the knowledge, the consultation. In this day and age, it's it's really great that you can have a cell phone because as they start a room and if they're confused, you can tell them, okay, I'm gonna guide you. I'm gonna tell you where to start. You're gonna send me pictures as you move along so I can help you. And, and that's a really great tool. But they have to have skin in the game because what happens is if you go over there and you do this and you're working on it for two weeks, a lot of new agents will do that and they go, well, I just want this listing and I just wanna get it right. So they'll go over there for two weeks. Then they've promised open houses and everything else and now the house doesn't sell because the staging isn't kept up because the homeowners didn't have any part in it. And now they're saying, well, where is she? She said this house would sell right away. She said she'd have all these open houses and the husband will turn around. Well, you know where she is. She spent two weeks staging our house. She's probably somewhere else staging somebody else's house. She's not looking for buyers. So they need to be part of this. Got it. And it makes a big difference. Well, and I've it makes a big difference from the end result when because um, I've seen before and after photos, mm-hmm. right? And you see a, a, a room before staging, a room after. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, 
let's talk about the expense. It doesn't have to be expensive, right? Because it doesn't. Some of these principles, you're just removing. You're packing up. You're, um, you're moving anyway. Do, do so you let's get, your, get it started. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then, do you recommend that your customers get a storage unit? We do. And when you take the course, you get uh, uh, spawn, um, preferred vendors that work with us that will provide discounts for your clients. So again, it goes back to that seventy thirty rule. So once we remove items in that home, it will go to storage. Right. And and what I usually do is how big of a storage unit typically? It all depends on the size of the home. Okay, but let's say a and the size of the clutter. Got it. Okay. So okay. let's just say you're gonna you're gonna a twenty two hundred square foot home. And it's a senior who's been there for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There right? you go. Okay. Or a young professional sure. who's been in there and they don't have a lot. Okay, so got it. That, I understand. That, yeah. Okay, I see your point. Yeah. Okay, so but let's say it's a family who's been there 15 years. Mm-hmm. Just an approximate. Is it just a small little unit? So pack them up in boxes and put them there and, you well, know, uh, you never know. I guess you, you're going to have to gaze. Well, you're going to... variance. Yeah. And okay, so, so, for instance, let's say I come into a home and um, they have a king bed and that master bedroom doesn't have space for that king bed. The first thing we do is we eliminate that. But... If a secondary bedroom has a queen bed in it, we'll move it to the master bedroom, and now all of a sudden you need some beds. So a lot of times what we do is when the king beds leave and they're starting to pack up because if they don't want a big storage unit, they can start to pack the boxes, stack them, and then put the box from that single box on there, you know, from the king bed, Mm -hmm. and then they can get a mattress on top of that, and all of a sudden we have two extra rooms that do have bedrooms in it without, uh, beds in it without having to um, eliminate all their bedding and and add that to a storage. So there's a lot of ways you can tweak it to help them. Right. And you always talk to the client, what's your urgency of selling? Um, What is your budget? Right. You know, so, and, and you don't know, are they moving away together? Right. Or are they going, you know, are they fighting yeah. over who's getting what furniture? Yep. Can it go to storage? So there's a lot of things that come into play, and that's where you have your conversation. And I'll say one other thing. When you go and you do your listing presentation, you don't do your consultation the same day. You come back. Once you've got that, that signed agreement, you come back as the property stager, and you work with them. Mm-hmm. Because you want that list. But again, you're giving consultation, and then they yes. really need to be invested in it. They really and do. That seems and you'll like that's tag one of the what stays and what goes. There you go. And then you're going to come back later and check. You Yeah, you check, check in with progress. them. And then you, uh, you come back on staging day. You have fine-tuned days. So just before the photographer comes, you'll come in for an hour and fine-tune with them. Because even though they do all these things, um, you're the one with the talent in staging. And you're the one who is going to finesse it and finish it up for them. So your photographs look stunning. Right, right. Well, and, and the spatial aspects really do make a lot of sense too. And that's where I think sometimes if the agents, um, they need to pay attention to that. Like when you do have a king bedroom and a king bed in a bedroom and a dresser, a table and a chair, and then mm-hmm. a little couch and the room is just full, there's yeah. no room. And it makes the room look small, even though the room is a big room. It is, yeah. Right? So just removing a couple things. And you stand in the doorway with them, and you start with a compliment. And the first thing you say to them is, remember when we sat at the kitchen table and we talked about the values of staging and how it's going to benefit you to help sell your home faster and smarter? We talked about the 70-30 rule. 
and I will tag every space that needs to have a 70-30 rule. So for instance, when I get to the master bedroom, I might put a tag on the, on the closet and say, okay, that's 70-30, let's go in and take a look, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. Anything that's on the top shelf and you don't need it, it needs to be packed away. Anything that's staying, you keep it in a solid bin. If it's clear, we're still seeing your clutter. When you have showings, push your, your um, uh, clothes to the sides because more wall space they see the more the buyers believe they're buying and then that same rule applies on the floor and while I'm in here looking at the light again this is one of those lights that need to be changed out so it's brighter so this is the 70 30 rule and another thing you also need to give your clients is reason why they need to make the change if you don't give them a reason why then it won't make sense to them and they won't change it so for instance I'll say Mr. Seller I'm going to tag the tall boy to go. And the reason for that is just beyond the tall boy is the master bedroom, master bathroom. And if somebody's seen several houses in one day, they might not step into that space. But if they can see there's another opening to another space, they want to go in and see what's there. Now we can sell them that space. Right. So it's really important that you, you explain every space as you move through it and you will get the results that you're looking for. Okay, so let's get to some real specific tactics. Okay. Um, with the listing appointment. Yes. I understand that you have a conversation at the listing appointment. Yep. And in a way, you um, and you are leveraging this knowledge to win the listing. Yes. Then once you win the listing, you come back later as the staging consultant. Yes, and you want walk them both through, of them there. Reference the conversation you had at the listing appointment. Yes. And then... Uh, after they do the work, you're going to come back later to both check as well as with the photography and that whole thing. Yes. So let's take it step by step. When you're in the listing appointment, what do you say to show yourself to be a better real estate professional than other people they may interview? What are some key things that you say in that appointment to win the listing, specifically with regards to staging? Okay. So I usually come in, and of course I'm with HomeSmart, so I, I really like to talk about all the benefits I can do with social media, and I like to present at that time, I tell them I'm going to do a coming soon because this property is going to look fabulous, and the way we're going to get that is through property staging. And uh, they might ask me, well, what is property staging? And I tell them it's merchandising. It's what's going to give you uh, the best top dollar on this property. And what will happen is if you're happy with what I've shown you today in my presentation, then I will come back on Wednesday and I want to do it where we still have a lot of light so I can work with your colors on the walls, uh, what's going on in all the spaces. And then um, we'll talk about, I know the price we talked about earlier that you're looking for. Uh, we can address that price and then we will work backwards through this consultation. So if this is where you're at and their price, then we can get that for you. But then you need to do everything that I'm going to put into this consultation form for you. Right. And I will come back and we'll do the consultation. And how this works is I will go through and so you understand the benefits of staging and why I'm going to be there that day. And I go through a whole presentation book with you on that value. Then I go through the property alone. 
and I make recommendations throughout. When I'm ready for you, I come back to the kitchen table and I take you and I bring you through the house and we go room by room so I can explain those recommendations and then we pick a fine-tuned date. And they'll look at you, what do you mean a fine-tuned date? That's the date I come back just before photos. If you don't have an accountability date, again, none of this is gonna happen for you. So, so they're stressed about, oh my gosh, what are you gonna say about the house? But they're also excited because they have this leverage. And again, I always tell them, you know, you don't have to stage, nobody does. But I, for instance, in my situation, I can sit at the table and say, there's 4,000 realtors that have been trained with staging, you know, they're staging homes. That's your direct competition. So you don't have to, but you're not going to get the dollar that you want. Right. So three doors down. Exactly. Yeah, you use that example I did. with me. You're like, I know that three doors down, your neighbor staged their home. That's right. And if and you that's... don't, that's your direct competition. Right. So that will set the value of your home. Right. And, and I worked with a realtor uh, at HER years ago. And he used to use that tool. He would take a client to a home and say, you know, I, I know you want to be near the school. I know this is what you're looking for. You wanted a, a, a family room in the basement. I'm going to take you to this house. And they walk through, and it's really dark. And they're, well, it feels a little small. And he says, now I'm going to show you another one. It's not as close to the school, but I'm going to take you in there. It's the same house, but I think you're going to love it. And it has the 70-30 rule. It's been brightened up. It's depersonalized. It's It's got a traffic flow where they use pop of color to drag them through the house and and all of a sudden they go wow are you sure this is the same house it feels so much bigger it feels so much brighter and that's the one he sells so he used to use other homes that weren't staged to sell his mm -hmm. oh yeah smart yeah yeah smart and then when he's meeting with a potential listing he can tell that story yes and say i could take you right now to two homes that are exact exactly same. you'll see the difference and then you're going to want to that's right do this with your home yes and you're going to want to trust me and you're going to want to hire me exactly right. and and one tip to that when you start doing this you're, you can always speak better to your own experiences so when you start doing your before and after pictures don't just assume when you come back, you're going to take your after picture because you have an idea in your mind the way that room's going to look. Your before pictures need to be four sides and four corners. So when you come back, if your plan didn't work, you still have a really great before and after because you get provided before and after pictures. But when it's your own product, it's so much easier to sell it. And people love when you're excited about what you do because they feel that passion. Right. That's great. Okay, so um, what other, okay, so I love all of the tactics. We've just talked about the listing appointment, right? Mm -hmm. um, how about interior, exterior? Is staging only inside? That's a good question. Or is it? It's both. Okay. So when you take this course, part of the course, once you've passed your exam, you get an exterior checklist. So you can, there is courses that we have that you can do in outside staging, but a lot of times, once you've done the whole process, you take them through the home, you get your accountability date, then you give them this interior checklist and say, okay, once all of this is done, it's just a bit of cleaning up on the outside because it's your first impression. So which brings up another thing. When you come back as the stager to work on the inside of the house, you need to, as soon as that door opens, you need to do this, what do I see, what do I smell, and how did that just make me feel? 
because that's a first impression you're never going to get back again. And it's the same on the outside. If it doesn't look great on the outside, for instance, a little thing like a house number. Well, if you don't have a house number up there and they need to look, well, is it this one or it could be this one? No, no, I think it is that one. Then when they pull up, you've already lost that great first impression. Right. So it's really important, yes, the inside and the outside. You're not just selling one room. You're not just selling the front door. You're selling a whole package. So over the years, have you cultivated this big, long list then that also helps you? And then as you come across something new, you add it to the list, meaning like I'm instantly thinking... I'm walking through in my mind that scenario Mm -hmm. and, you know, the numbers uh, either are non-existent, they're super small, they're not lit up, they're in a bad uh, location. Um, Is there a street um, number painted on the curb, you know, in the white with the the numbers or is there something on the curb that can uh, get their attention? And I'm so I'm sitting here going through like a little checklist Checklist. in my mind. Is there a checklist that's part of this that you use? Yes, there is. And and you learn about it in the class. uh, But when you pull up to the home, the first thing you need to do is pay attention to everything that's going on on the outside. For instance, if you come to homes that have been built maybe 10 years ago, a new build property, a lot of times those lanterns on the outside of the garage were installed incorrectly. They're upside down. So I always take a look at that because when I get to the front door and I meet with the homeowners, yeah, it happens more often than not. They hire, you know, the guy comes, he just puts it, well, it looks right. And people lived with him for 10 years and and didn't even... And didn't even change. So I show up and I go, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I always start with a compliment, you know, so we get the whole no like, and trust. And then when we're in there, I go, oh, did you know your lanterns out front in front of the driveway or in the garage, uh, they were installed incorrectly. They're actually upside down. More often than they always say, oh my gosh, you're the first person who's ever said that. I can't believe it. Oh, how did you know? And, and one thing, of course, your friends aren't going to tell you that. They don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. But what happens for me is they go, wow, she pays attention to detail. Like it. She's really yeah. great at what she does. And right. I'm really excited to hear. And again, that goes back to building that know, like, and trust. So when you get there, look around, see what's there. So then and the that... door opens, find a compliment. Right. Wow, what a great property. That lawn, Who's the manicure on that one? Right. You know, it's, there's always something. So at that point, uh, do you have them uh, suggest that they hire an electrician and correct them? Yes. And yes, uh, yeah. all those That will be on the checklist. It's on the checklist. That's on the okay. checklist. And so then you customize this checklist for every uh It's every a six-page report. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's very, it's very, um, there's checklists, but there's also parts that you'll be able to provide individual information. So as far as expense goes... Expense to the realtor, expense to the consumer. Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing so far is that it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars and furniture and all this other kind of stuff. Obviously, someone could take it to that level if they wanted to, but we're really talking some boxes, a storage, you know, um, and and really that expense is borne by the homeowner. Yes. So it's really not costing the realtor anything other than maybe their training and their consultation, you know, their learning. But after that, it's them leveraging that and it really isn't a lot of expense or is there expense? Well, this is what we like to say. In the class, one of the questions every every realtor always asks, well, how much do we charge for this service? So there's a really, a lot of different ways you can spin it. You can either charge for the service 
And if you wanna charge for the service, you have to keep that separate from your real estate license. That's a different business. That's another reason why you should come on a separate date. You can tell them, I'm gonna pay for this service and the service is anywhere, depending on where you are, it's anywhere between 250 to up to $500 for the two visit program. That's two hours on the front end with a one hour follow-up. If you wanna give that to your clients, you can tell them, you know what? I'm gonna provide this for you. However, you because it's a separate business, I come as the stager, you will pay me the day of staging and when we close, I will reimburse you that money. So they know, because again, if, if it's a client that you're working with that says, oh great, we're gonna take all these great ideas and next week we're gonna drop you as an agent and we're moving on to somebody else, then you've worked for nothing again. If you feel this is somebody that would never do that, that's up to you too. Or if there's two of you in the office and you just wanna help each other out and you say, I work with this fabulous stager, she's gonna come and stage your property, she's in our office, and I'm gonna give you a $100 coupon that you can use that day. So when the other agent shows up, now the fee isn't 350, it's 250. However, it's been my experience where I went to an office and then the sister office had the same class and we talked about that idea and they said, you know that idea you had? And I said, yeah. Well, the agent that went as the property stager took the listing from the other agent. And I was like, and they showed up at work and they said, yeah. So I'm telling you now as an agent, if you're gonna use that model, you make sure you have your listing signed first. Right. So there's so many different ways that you can spin it, but I think it's important that you tell the which clients is, there's a value behind it. So, so it's 350. One, so which is the one that you recommend? Meaning that on one hand too, an agent could go I, learn, be certified, yeah. get get the knowledge um, and just provide it as a service. That's what I do. So when I do and it myself, I tell them right. this is a $350 value. I'm gonna be your property stager and I'm going to provide you this service. If we right. bring in a stager, this is what the fee would be. So I'm going to do that for well, you. Well, and I will tell you there that should be some value behind it for them. There should. And I'm yeah. going to tell you that just with my years of business mm -hmm. experience, um, number one, the simpler you keep it, the better. Exactly. And you start adding in extra little items. And I'm not saying if there's those of you that are listening that do it, um, great. But I'm just saying I I started in my mind gravitating toward the keep it simple. That's right. And just provide it as the value. Number two, yes. um, there is so much competition. Mm -hmm. There is. Um, and that's your edge. You know, and that's your edge. And, yeah. and that's an instant way to create that value yeah. and eliminate those variables yeah. of. So they losing won't even listing. consider anybody even consider. else. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I would great. say one other thing. Sometimes when you do this limited service, it falls into becoming this next level, which is a shared service plan. Mm -hmm. And that's where the clients may have to rent furniture from an outsourced company and things like that. And that's a little you, different than what I was. Yeah, yes. Right, right, so what I would level. say is the consultation right. level, that's a service that is part of your business that right. you provide that has a value behind it. But if they need to rent, mm -hmm. you must let the homeowners, yeah. at least I would, tell them that's something that falls to the homeowner. So when you come to the class, you get a brochure and it talks about the limited service plan, talks about the shared service plan and full service, which is vacant. So I always tell them, I'm here to provide you this wonderful service today. It's a two hour with a one hour follow-up. Should you need any accessories, bedding or anything like that, that usually falls to the homeowner.
it's very clear that they know that's their part in the game. Right, right. So um, love this, love all the tactics, love oh, everything. Um, and it's really, um, I think, let's, let's talk, let's go to the part about talking about being certified. Yes. So um, is this certification a national certification? Um, are there CE credits to come learn? Like, mm-hmm. um, I've seen various throughout the industry. So in the in your company or the one that you're involved with, how does that work? Um, and we, if we agents prov- are intrigued by what they heard today, yes. what you would you recommend that they go do? I would recommend, first of all, it's a six credit hour course in in the states where we have, we're in 12 states now, you get six credit hours okay. for continuing ed. Um, you also get your certification with all your tools and it comes with all your branding. So your picture, your logo and all of that. And then you're on the property stager talent page. Um, if the, the course has been approved across the, the country at, at around 250, but we never have it at that as a realtor, you know, we have fees and dues and everything else. So we try to keep it as low as possible. So for realtors, it's a two level program. Um, we have the course outline online. They can take a look and see all the valuable tools they get, but it's usually around one forty nine ninety nine is, is what the fee is. And that's a professional property stage stager.com. Yeah. And, and they can register there or if they don't see a class in their area, then please reach out, email, call me, let me know if you want to have a class in your area and we'll do everything we can to get it there. You'll get your books, you'll get your branding, you'll get uh, discounts. Uh, Sherwin-Williams plays a re- really big role with us where they provide all these fun things in the class. Sherwin-Williams because um, it's paint and it's yes, colors yes. and it's brightness. And they get their, their samples and they get, once they're passed, they get free tools from Sherwin-Williams as part of our pack. And we've been with them for eight years right. pods does stuff for us so there's a lot of really good uh, things that they get with the course and you can register online the website's going to be a new one in the next few weeks fresher um, and you know so it's exciting and um, yeah that's great. that's pretty much what it is great and if there are any title or mortgage companies that are listening uh, you can obviously also work to bring this into your area yes. with your customers so you'll come in and do that's what you're doing right yes. now you're traveling around the country I travel around doing some classes they for provide the venue and, and they provide the lunch it's Great. a six-hour course if there's a lot of information you have a week to write your exam if you can't do it in that time frame all you need to do is reach out for an extension right so right okay so uh, Wow, what a wealth of information. So um, uh, your contact information, again, you know, uh, uh, Connie at professionalpropertystager.com. Yes. And um, and we hope you've all enjoyed the podcast today. Before we go, though, so let's do a wrap-up. Let's. Um, what are three tactics, three action items, if you were to break down someone's listened to this today? They're like, that makes sense. I'm intrigued. Um what are the three things they take away? Like just learn, apply, do they like, what would you recommend that they, that they do? If you have your certification as a property stager, you have an edge over somebody else. Um, you're going to provide tools to your clients with the 70, 30 rule. It's, it's a product that takes a home, turns it into a house, which is a product, um, where you will be able to provide your clients 
with tips and tricks and a full consultation report so they get to market at the price they want to be. And I have seen time and time again multiple offers after doing this kind of a service. Right. So your big recommendations, let's let's learn about it, get certified, apply it to your business. Yes, make this part of who you are. Make this part of who you are. You know, a lot of people have this misconception. Oh, I've got to pay so much of a percentage for you to sell my house. What am I getting for it? Well, guess what? You're going to have this house that's going to stand out from the rest. You're going to get that that number that you want. You're going to have less time on market. So if you're already looking at another property, you know, you don't have to worry about being on the market for three, four, five, six months. A lot of times homes are sold. Well, the last one I did was in six hours. So it can be anywhere from six hours to two weeks to a month. But if you don't stage it, you know, people come and go through the home. And even if it's a house they love, people go through and they look for ways to discount it. So they look for things that they can bring the house property uh, value down. If we eliminate all those excuses when they come through, all they can do is say, this is the one. I love it. Let's move in. Right. Well, Connie, wow, what a wealth of information today. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having and, me. And, um, you know, I'd like to maybe even circle back with you a little bit in the future. Yeah, You know, sure. see how things are going. And, um, you know, as you're conducting your business, maybe think of some stories you can come back and tell the audience before and afters and yeah. case studies and things like that. And we'll have you back on. Oh, thank and you. And do that. So That'd be wonderful. Uh, I hope that all of you, uh, the listening audience today, have enjoyed the Real Estate Podcast here. And uh, thank you to Connie. Uh, no, local. No. <laughs> All right, there you go. And uh, we hope you enjoyed today's real estate podcast. Hope to see you back on future episodes. So thank you all for joining and uh, go uh, have a successful day. Like what you're hearing on the real estate? Tell your friends about us. Tell them to check out all of our episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And don't forget to send any topics you want us to tackle to the real estate at homesmart.com. Mm-hmm.